It's Wednesday at 10.45. Time for this week's Hockey Guest on Dale and Keith. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is the goaltender for the U.S. gold medal Olympic winning hockey team in the 1980 Olympics in Lake Placid, Jim Craig. Brought to you by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Good morning, Jimmy. Great to hear from you, Dale. Good to talk to you again. 40 years ago on Saturday. Did it seem that long ago to you? Uh, you know, it's, it has its own life, Dale, which is really interesting. And as you get older, you have different chapters of your own. And the fan base and the people who talk about it, it's always so positive that it, it doesn't seem that long ago. It just seems different, and I can appreciate, appreciate it in such different ways. Does a day go by where you don't think about it, or at least some aspect of that whole experience? Uh, you know, I do a lot of my motivational uh, speaking and uh, executive training, so it's based around preparing and, uh, you know, really uh, going to the audience that I have, uh, uh, you know, trying to have them understand the difference between preparing to compete versus preparing to win. So a lot of my work is done, but mostly it's because you'll run into somebody at the airport, I mean, everywhere. It's 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 crazy. Now, do you ever, like, reflect back and look and go, maybe you, you didn't know it at the time, you were playing for your country against, obviously, you know, one of the greatest, uh, you know, hockey teams uh, uh, in, in Russia. What does that feel like to know that you're representing so many people and then to be able to go out there and do what you guys did? What What's that feeling like now, back then? I mean, how do you reflect on that? You know, it's interesting. When I started this book about 10 years ago, it was really to really remember where you came from and how you got there. And uh, so for me, uh, growing up in Easton, it was always about community. It it didn't matter how big your house was, didn't matter what size your car was. it, It was your community who gave you an opportunity. And, you know, if you were smart enough, you took advantage of that opportunity. And so, so many steps along the way to, to get to where you go to, you know, and I always tell people the uh, hardest climbs have the greatest views. And, you know, as you know, it, you don't, you don't automatically go there. There's a lot of, a lot of sweat, uh, sweat, a lot of failure, a lot of those things. But when you walk into the locker room for the first time and you see your name uh, on a Jersey that represents your country, it's, it's very, very special. And to be able to do that and perform collectively as well as we did and be able to execute something that nobody but our, my teammates and I thought we had a chance of doing is really special. We're talking with uh, U.S. Olympic gold medal winning goaltender Jim Craig. He's got a new book out called We Win, Lessons on Life, Business, and Building Your Own Miracle. Uh, I, I don't think people, because of the 40-year span, probably don't understand how big an upset it was. From 1960 to 1980, the Soviets won all 12 matchups with the U.S. They won by a combined score of 117 to 26, including a 10 to 3 win against you guys at Madison Square Garden before the Olympics. ESPN did a fascinating thing. They took your, your video of the whole game, they, they put modern Corsi analytics on it, and they basically decided that if not for Jim Craig, there's no way the U.S. wins that game. <laughs> well, that's, that's very kind of them. I like those type of analytics. You know, in my, in my line of work, Dale, every time you made a mistake, a big red light went on, and they put your mistake up on the scoreboard, and they said who scored the goal, who helped you, and then they showed it again in the Jumbotron. So this is kind of nice. 
How accurate is the movie Miracle, and what did you think of it? First of all, it was really done very, very tastefully and well, and it protected the legacy that all of us worked so hard to create. Uh, there is some areas, because it's a two-hour movie, that have to move things along, um, but it, it was nice, and it, it was so nice for a different generation. And that's what's really neat is when you go and you see young kids today who recite everything about Miracle and use it as a motivational tool in not only sports, but in life. So um, they did a really nice job, and it's really hard to do a hockey movie when people already know the outcome. I've told Jim this story, but real quickly, uh, my daughter played for Jim's club team, and when Miracle came out, we were watching the movie, and my daughter said, hey, Dad, that goaltender's got the same name as my coach, and I looked at her, and she had no idea. She was born 10 years after it happened. She knew that, that you were Taylor's dad, her teammate, and you were her coach, she had no connection to what happened back in 1980. The look on her face made it all worth it. Yeah, isn't that isn't that nice? And and that's the job that all of my teammates and I have worked really hard to do is put that in perspective and move on with our lives. And you know, this 40th anniversary gives us a chance to really feel good about what we accomplished collectively. We're old enough now. We're dads and grandfathers, and you know, so it, it's time to really. Uh, cherish the moment that we created so long ago now you said that you you know you had you are from a small knit community uh what did it feel like you know for me growing up in east boston we obviously knew mike arruzioni that was the name uh for kids that followed hockey what was it like for you to be that name for a, a lot of kids a lot of uh, a lot of kids in your community growing up what was it like for you to just know that everybody knew who you were because of the special thing that you were able to accomplish well, you know, when you, the reason we call it We Win is because you can never do something by yourself. And so uh, the great part about it is in the early 70s, I was able to watch the Big Bad Bruins and have an idol as Bobby Orr. And, you know, I dressed up as Bobby Orr. And I knew that a role model as a professional athlete is a lot of the, the athletes today don't think it's their job. I, I happen to think it is to create this uh idea that these kids can dream and be a good uh, role model so i mean i just put on facebook the other day this little guy who's all dressed up in a jim craig outfit he's got the mask he's got the shamrocks on it and i just think back to how important it was for me to have those type of role models now the difference today is we had them in every sport we didn't specialize and we just dreamed and we competed and we had fun and nobody tried to make a business out of it so you know to me community back then is where it all started and then as you get older these communities change massasoit community college and neil higgins and the opportunity that i was provided there to get to go to jack parker and be part of bu and then to go on to that nationally these are all uh, opportunities that i was fortunate enough to be part of in your new book we win you write a lot about herb brooks what do you think are a couple of the major lessons that you learned from him he drove change dale you know everybody wants to embrace change but as i say is there's four types of change people who don't accept it people who accept it people who embrace it but the great ones drive it you know i'm real good friends with belichick and bill drives change he doesn't wait for it to happen and when you when you drive change you're not following it you're creating it and uh, herb brooks realized the way the usoc the olympic committee 
how they prepared to compete in the Olympics. So this is a big part of the book is some people prepare to win and some people prepare to compete. And Herb Brooks taught us how to prepare to compete. And he drove change. He was innovative. You know, everybody talks about innovation, but very few people actually do it. One of the crazy things when you're going back through all the details of the game and the the upset over the Soviet Union was the fact that it was on tape delay. And I'm curious, what did you guys do after you won? Did you was there like a team celebration somewhere? Did you happen to watch it with people who were watching it for the first time? Like, did you go to a bar, or what was that like in the immediate aftermath, knowing that you had won, but only the eight thousand or so people inside of the building had actually seen it in live action? You know, it, it you're, it's hard not to compare it to today and how crazy it would be. But, you know, I, I think it was the norm back then. And, you know, so we, you're, we're acting now like we knew the difference then and, and that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember Mike and I, I was with my dad. He was with his dad. We were walking down Main Street and the whole place just was crazy. And with Jim Lampley, and he's talking about this wind and. You know, Herb did such a great job at protecting us from um, the media. And he did that because he understood how decisive it could be. And um, as we were preparing, you know, we played every other day. And we we had a great team that we had to play against the next day. So I really think this 40th anniversary is great because – Forever, we've had to put this celebration on hold. You beat the Russians and you have to put it on hold because you're playing a great Finland team. And for the fans out there, if you go look at who we competed against and how they went on to play in the National Hockey League because the the Cold War was just ending and these Europeans were just starting to come to the NHL. So we win, we have to play the next day, you know, within two days. And then we try to go and get into a professional career where very few Americans played. So we never really got a chance to celebrate. And and that's what's so special about now is because I get to share this with three generations, not only my kids, but who they're married to, but our granddaughter, Shay. So it's, it's just fun. Now, you talked about that you and Bill Belichick are good friends. Uh, When I was with the Patriots back in 01, one of the things that Bill Belichick did a great job of was getting us to believe that we could beat the Rams, who, you know, were the best team in football in that first Super Bowl. What are some of the things that maybe Herb Brooks was able to do to motivate you guys to, to put in your mindset that you could go out there and you could actually accomplish your goal and beat the Russians? Well, you know, what both Herb and Bill have very much in common is there's only one winner, and they know that. And so what they do is they focus and prepare to win, not to compete against the team. And that preparation for us was so uh, revolutionary, and, and Herb drove change. I mean, we played 61 games in a little over four months, and we played it against the best in the world. So. What he did is he put us in positions to fail so that we would know how to prepare to win. And, And as we got closer as teams, the recruiting and how Herb recruited was really great. All the teammates that I played with had won at every level. They knew how to win. And in the book, I always say it's amazing what you can accomplish when nobody has to take credit. And, and what Bill does really well, in my opinion, and uh, what Herb did really well, is they don't take credit for it. They, they, it's their job. 
and they prepare and they become your confidence. And they're, they're, you know, in leadership, there's, there's two types of leaders. There's people who want people to follow them and there's people who want people to believe them. And uh, Herb and Bill are ones who prepare people. So not only do they believe in what he's doing or what the coach is doing, but they believe it themselves. The new book is called We Win, Lessons on Life, Business, and Building Your Own Miracle Team. Uh, it, is, it is written by Jim Craig. Um, I've already ordered mine. I hope people get the opportunity to pick it up as well. Jimmy, it's always good to reconnect with you. Thank you. Yeah, Dale, it's great. And thanks for the time. And uh, go Bruins. All right, pal. We'll talk thanks, to you Jim. soon. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Uh, that is Jim Craig joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, he is the author of the single greatest upset in sports history. Forget about Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. That was the single greatest upset ever, and they're going to celebrate it this weekend. A huge, big deal out in Las Vegas. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Text line is 37937. It's Dale and Keith with Wiggy, Sports Radio, WEEI.